Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Okay, it's the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps them build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining in. We are in the middle of a podcast series called Ministry Interrupted. And my guess is that you can all guess what has interrupted our lives entirely. What? No, what is it? <laughs> what could it be? Snow. <laughs> no, the global pandemic called COVID. And although we laugh about it, it's like not a laughing matter, actually. Mm-mm. But um, it has definitely thrown everyone for a loop. And so we, even personally for us, it's, yes. it's hit our home. So it has, we have to laugh about it, I think, because it keeps you from crying. <laughs> but um, uh, as it, it's hit us. And so we wanted to talk about it on our podcast about what, what do you do when it interrupts ministry, which I feel like sometimes is like a runaway train, right? It's just trucking and it's going. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the rails, it's falling off the rails. And so uh, we are halfway through this series. And today in particular episode is episode 26. And it's how to lead a ministry for people in person and online, because that's the shift that has occurred. Yeah, uh, and it occurred pretty quickly, shockingly, and now kind of the shock is wearing off and we're kind of settling into a decision that every church is ultimately going to have to make is we had to quickly adapt to an online deal. Uh, Some of you already had one, but it wasn't, it was kind of like an afterthought type scenario or or just a kind of a different way of thinking about uh, your ministry, kind of like a, you know, Mm -hmm. extra bonus. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it all of a sudden became like the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have to come back to this thing of as we change, adapt, and move, hopefully move on from COVID, um, we've taken the position that that, that we've changed forever. There, the, the digital part of what churches do is going to be a part of what we do at some level for all of us ongoing. Mm-hmm. And so that means most, if not all of us, will have an in-person uh, outreach and ministry and that we will have an online outreach and ministry. And how do we do both together in the same organization? Yes. And I think it's different than, cause you were talking about just kind of throwing something up, right? I, cause I think at, up until this point, it's been, Hey, just put the service online. People can grab it if they missed. Yes. And you, we're talking about an entire shift in thinking Yes, that there's now two audiences Yes. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the first kind of suggestion mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is that we have a mindset of addition and not subtraction as we think about this. Uh, because, and I'll start with the subtraction. It's, it might be easy for some of us to think, you know, this is like our whole church just split. And now there's less of us showing up in person and we've got this online thing and it just split our church and it's a sad scenario. Um, that is one way that you could choose to think about it, but I, I'd encourage you to consider differently and be able to say, uh, have a mindset of addition. Um, because yes, your in-person thing, if not, if it's your in-person setting, if it's not already back, it will eventually be back hopefully soon. And when it is back, you will have increased also a whole nother audience online through these last few months. And that means you have a whole new opportunity to reach out to people in a completely different way in a different setting. 
that's addition. And um, there's a way to, uh, and when our mindset is an addition mindset, we begin to get excited. We begin to dream. We begin to think strategically about that. You know, uh, as you're talking, I thought about uh, um, the topic of what's called a growth mindset, because that is a new way of thinking what you're saying, which is to think about not that it's split and that now there's um, a change has occurred, but also you're saying, hey, there, this is a new opportunity to reach out to people. And that, that requires uh, what we teach our boys a lot, which is called the growth mindset and versus a fixed mindset to have in comparison. And the growth mindset means that it leads, you have a, a desire to learn. So therefore you're willing to uh, embrace change. You're willing to persist in the face of setbacks. Um, you're willing to uh, learn and adapt and overcome versus the fixed mindset, which is, um, you avoid change and you give up easily and you want to just keep things as they are. And I think that this, uh, we teach it to kids, right? They teach it in the school system, but it's like as adults, we're like, it's almost, I can sometimes forget that I will always be a learner. Mm -hmm. And so COVID and and a ministry interrupted has really kind of exposed for me personally. Uh, I'd, settled a little bit with that fixed mindset. And so it has forced me to get back on the track of a growth mindset. And I think as you're talking about this, um, the addition, not subtraction, it requires us to look inward to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to need to have a growth mindset to do this. <laughs> I really think that growth mindset uh, illustration is perfect because, I mean, and I actually remember when this was brought up at our kids' school, they kept saying growth mindset over and over again. And I'll just tell you, I actually hated it personally as a parent. <laughs> I was like, funny. Uh, you know, um, yeah. you, you, thank you for bringing all these challenges to my kids, but will it hurt them? Is it going to hurt their <laughs> grades or this or that? And, uh, and I think maybe even as a church leader, you know, it's all nice and rosy to say, oh yes, we have a growth mindset opportunity. But what we feel <laughs> is I'm going to fail. Going to get fired. I'm going to get fired because this is really hard. Um, oh. But I hear what you're saying. Um, so th- the next kind of thought we have for you guys is uh, not only uh, addition over subtraction, we want to, with this new audience that you have, this new opportunity, we want to encourage you don't rinse and repeat, uh, but treat them uniquely in regards to strategy. So the temptation here is to be like, okay, we've got an online audience. Great. What we're going to do is we're going to do for them exactly what we do for in-person. And that way it's more efficient for us. Uh, It's easier to kind of do what we need to do. Um, And uh, and we're just going to kind of do what we do for one, we'll do for the other. Um, And then I would just encourage you here and say, oh, my goodness, there are so many unique strategic ways to connect to and serve an online audience that don't really work very well with in-person audience. Um, and uh, so, and, and also uh, the people that you uh, bring in for an in-person audience uh, might not be the same kind of people that you want to offer and uh, bring in to help and serve an online audience. They just are different and uh, the approach to reaching them would be different. And so allow your mind to think differently with each one. Don't just do, just don't just because it's easier do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was thinking um, about what what you're listening to, what you're saying, I th- uh, that's hard to do because if you're on that efficient plan of just get it done, uh, 
the rinse and repeat works great. It's extremely efficient. So I think that it would take some time to pull away and plan. Go, okay, this will work for this in person. Like you said, if I'm bringing in this person to speak, this works great for this audience. And then uh, my online audience or whatever you want to call them, the congregation, the people who uh, you're serving online, this is going to work better for them. And I think that leads me to the thought of, hey, it's going to take volunteers like because that one person can't do all that. One person can barely do in-person ministry, but going online, it's going to require volunteers to do both for sure. And and I think uh, that actually leads me to one of the thoughts I had, which was you could only pull from volunteers who showed up at the church before this time. Now you can actually pull from volunteers for those who can't attend all the time because attendance does not um, expose faithfulness, right? Just because someone isn't there doesn't mean they're not a strong Christ follower because we can't judge what's going on in their lives and what they have and where they are in their story and their journey. And I think sometimes uh, working on staff at a church, it's really easy to just get caught up in the trees instead of the forest vision picture kind of thing. And so uh, you can just see, oh, well, those who are here, those are who I can use. But shifting online it opens up to a whole new group of people um, who might not be able to attend regularly, but that doesn't mean they're not faithful Christ followers. And so it gives them a chance, it gives you a chance as a church leader to go get a new group of volunteers and invite those people to help run the online ministry. So you kind of have to think a bigger picture, take a step up as the next level leader to go, okay, I have a volunteer who helps run uh, the ministry in person. And I have a volunteer who helps me run the ministry online. And then they have their volunteers. The, The one who runs online is at home and runs it from their bed or their desk or their couch. And they have volunteers who are at home and run it. And then your in-person runs like how it's been running. And so it's just a really great way to expand the audience. It's to reinforce your thought of addition, not subtraction. You can do it with volunteers as well. I love what you're saying about volunteers because I could, I can almost hear, (laughs) I could hear the minds of some of our listeners as they're kind of processing all this. And they begin, we begin to go to our old habits, which is okay. We need to hire an online minister. We need to staff this <laughs> position. And uh, and you might. In fact, uh, I've seen churches hire online yeah. staff members. I've seen churches do online campuses, digital mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this cool. stuff is interesting, yeah. And, yeah. and I can't wait to watch and see how that, that plays out and what we learn from these people who are willing to be innovative, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for for the most of us, <laughs> that's probably the what the top five percent of people who are willing to get out there and try something new. The ninety-five percent of us that are left that are just trying to serve a new audience and a new opportunity God's brought along, volunteers is a really easy entry point. It's like those pools that have a, a zero entry. It's not a dive in. It's just hey, let's get some volunteers. And I also love what you said of um, it brings a whole new opportunity for a new group of volunteers. And I would even add, especially the younger ones, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, some of us out there, I'm including myself that are on up in years and have not grown up all of our lives online. Mm-hmm. We might not be the best suited for this opportunity. <laughs> 
And it might be time to bring in and invite someone who speaks this, not as their second language, but as their Their first. first, Those young whippersnappers. (laughs) (laughs) And to our older listeners, we love you. We're with you. We are there. We are you. Okay, so uh, here's our next, here's our last point um, that we want to just, our just tip, I guess, to offer you. And that is, uh, yes, addition, not subtraction. So there's this kind of second audience. And yes, don't rinse and repeat, but uh, treat them uniquely in regards to strategy. But then here is uh, kind of the grand finale. Value them equally. Don't let one win over the other. Um, That is for me, uh, a challenging thought because it is so easy to value what's in my face, what I see with my eyes and I can hear with my voice. And also a lot of us got into the idea of being a church leader. We accepted that um, because uh, it allowed us the opportunity to engage with in-person ministry Uh, and something new like this. uh, It would be easy to something new and different. It would be easy to not value it. Um, but man, if you could bring equal value and energy, uh, time, energy, money, and effort to the online audience, the opportunity for your church to grow is immense because now you're not bound by geography. You can literally go worldwide. Somebody across the country or around the world could be a part of what you're doing. Um, I've had I've heard many stories of friends during the pandemic, during quarantine, that have said, I joined a small group in a church across the country <laughs> and uh and and it was through zoom so that's that's an incredible opportunity but uh churches are going to have to begin to value that equally to make it what it needs to be and that leads us to the next thought we have for you guys and that is this uh we've talked about the whole needing you have a new audience uh, growth mindset you want to make sure to be strategically creative. Don't just rinse and repeat. We've talked about all kinds of stuff about volunteers and making sure that you're uh, very, very strategic about that. But we also want to just kind of leave you also with this thought. Uh, you've got a new audience. Uh, you have uh, this new online audience, and it is very easy for us as church leaders to do what comes natural, which is to value the in-person over the online. And and I'd encourage you to value them equally and don't let one win over the other. Uh, that's incredibly important. Uh, you think about it, we uh, accepted this, uh, j- this opportunity to be a church leader Uh, And it was probably based off of some things that came natural to us. You know, some of you are dynamic in your personality. So teaching and commanding presence on stage was awesome. And some of you are incredibly empathetic. And so pastoral care and taking care of people during crisis came real natural to you in person. Uh, Some of you are incredibly relational. Um, You know how to be present. And uh, and so therefore, um, just building relationships through a ministry setting in person made all the sense in the world for you. And you were just drawn uh, by God to this incredible opportunity. And here we now have uh, an in-person just feels so natural and right. It kind of fits like a glove. Uh, now we've got this online version that doesn't feel natural. Uh, it's like uh, if you're a right-handed, it's like asking you to write left-handed. And here you are in this scenario and uh, you don't feel natural or normal, so it's easy to value what feels easy, 
and to not value as much what doesn't feel easy. Uh, the reality, though, is that there's incredible opportunity with this online audience. Like we've had friends during this pandemic that have joined small groups uh, for churches across the across the country, uh, and Zoom allows that opportunity to connect in that way. And so. We just want to encourage you, value these opportunities equally, even if one doesn't come as easily as the other. Um, Elizabeth, do you, do you see that? I do. I think that um, we have a bent, you know, uh, I think for the digital uh, immigrants, we probably prefer the in-person and for the digital natives, probably are loving the online mm-hmm. <laughs> switch. And so the value equally equal part can go either way actually, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, uh, it's an adjustment for all. And so it's a, it's a kindness being kindness to ourselves, kindness to the, the snapping email or phone call that comes through or text and, and just understanding, uh, okay, I have a bent towards this audience, but both are valued. And, and then understanding the bigger picture, which is, hey, we're all in the middle of a global pandemic. It is forcing me to go with it, roll with it, adjust, tweak, pivot. And and it, again, um, invites us to that growth mindset that we talked about at the beginning, which it kind of exposes it, uh, how we feel about our relationship with it. And then that's the philosophical part. And then the practical part is just getting after it, saying, okay, change my mindset. I need to grow. I need to learn how to roll with it. And addition, not subtraction. Uh, Think about my strategy. Don't just rinse and repeat. Um, And find and equip volunteers, you know, for the saints, for the work of ministry. And uh, let's carry this out in the future moving forward, you know? Yeah. And I I know that uh, what we have done today has kind of been more – uh, higher level thoughts rather than get down and dirty. And the reason why would be that'd be kind of a waste of time for us because everybody's setting is incredibly different. Uh, how you apply these things in your setting is going to look way different than people even probably across the town from you um, because you've got to do it in a way that fits you. But in general, what we've brought out are some of the main things for you to consider. It would be kind of cool to practically execute this by gathering a team, uh, some folks in your church, and just kind of taking some of these points and asking them and just spending some time praying and thinking together about what does it look like with this new audience we've gotten. A horrible global pandemic has uh, has given us this opportunity, and how can we capture that opportunity in a cool way? And for those of you who are our members, the M2P members, we have a private Facebook group. And I think it would be really neat to see if, if you've got things that have worked and things that haven't worked to share those in the group. Um, yeah. Because people do that, you know, leaders do that sometime with other things. Hey, I need a playlist or this or that. That if you're a member, that would be really great. If you find something that worked, share the love. Yeah. <laughs> share the love with the members in the Facebook group. And if you're not a member of M2P, Uh, we've got something for you. Um, If you want to experience what it's like to be an M2P member, all you have to do is go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. You can get some videos and samples of our material for free and uh, get to kind of experience it for yourself, what it's like to be a part of our membership. 
yes, I think the free samples are fabulous. They really give you a good look into our membership uh, with those online parenting classes and uh, toolbox. But anyway, thanks so much for joining in. We have loved uh, just getting to be in your world a little bit. Thank you for the privilege and honor of your time. This has been episode 26 and how to lead a ministry for people in person and online. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Thank you so much for joining and we'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.